This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, March 12th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Hemp CBD bill returns. Senate Ag kicks off climate policy work and Dems tee up rural broadband funding. For hemp CBD bill, third time's a charm. The Senate Health Committee advanced the third iteration of a controversial measure to legalize certain hemp CBD products in California. Senator Ben Allen of Santa Monica said the measure would allow California hemp growers to compete on a level playing field with their counterparts. More than half of all states already permit hemp CBD. The California Farm Bureau was skeptical, however, and opposed the bill. Policy advocate Taylor Roshan called it impractical to test hemp for THC the same way as cannabis. The testing includes a zero-tolerance standard for pesticide residue. Pesticide products have yet to be federally approved for cannabis, although they are already available for hemp growers. Roshan also objected to the bill's prohibition on the sale of smokable raw flour. Not all flour is smokable, and a small-scale market exists for it, she argued. The bill, however, passed 11 to 0. Key R, still not sold on climate policy. With the economic stimulus bill now signed into law, lawmakers are quickly turning their attention to what could be a much heavier lift, climate and infrastructure legislation. One thing is clear, after the Senate Agriculture Committee held its first hearing on climate policy yesterday, the top Republican on the committee, John Bozeman, is far from sold on the idea of carbon markets, which are at the heart of the policy being pushed by farm groups, as well as the Biden administration and the committee's chairwoman, Debbie Stabenow. In his opening statement, Bozeman pressed his concerns that carbon credits won't benefit farmers significantly enough or broadly enough. He said, quote, this may be a potential income stream for some producers, which is a good thing. But for others, it could be cost prohibitive. He also raised concerns that Democrats would use the budget reconciliation process to pass a climate bill with minimal or no Republican support. Keep in mind. The American Farm Bureau Federation, a founding member of the Food and Agriculture Climate Alliance, has made it clear it won't support a partisan climate bill. But Stabenow said uh, the hearing was the start of a long process that will consider views from across the ag sector. New ag members get their say. Thursday's ag committee hearing was the first for the panel's five new members. That Democrats Cory Booker of New Jersey, Ben Ray Luan of New Mexico, and Raphael Warnock of Georgia, and Republicans Roger Marshall of Kansas and Tommy Tuberville of Alabama. Booker, who has proposed major expansions of conservation programs, said that will be important in getting farmers to adopt climate-friendly practices. These programs are known and trusted by farmers, but they're already vastly oversubscribed. Farmers are demanding more for these programs, Booker said, and they include practices that have been scientifically tested as well as ground tested. The concept of an ag carbon bank at USDA received relatively little attention during the hearing, but Marshall alluded to it, challenging the idea that carbon is a commodity. An argument for using USDA's Commodity Credit Corporation Spending Authority to buy carbon credits is based on the idea that carbon is a commodity. 
Marshall argues that carbon credits are a service, not a commodity. We don't trade on services like shingling a house. You can read more about the hearing at Agripulse.com. Interior nomination clears hurdle. Representative Deb Holland appears to be headed for confirmation as Interior Secretary next week. Senate voted 54-42 yesterday to advance her nomination. She did pick up four Republican votes. Now take note, Michael Regan was sworn in yesterday as EPA's 16th administrator. In a statement, he pledged that the agency will, quote, confront climate change, stand up for justice and equity, and ensure science is at the heart of our decision-making. Democrats set $94 billion ask on broadband. Democrats are laying the groundwork for a huge infusion of funding for rural broadband as a part of an infrastructure bill. House and Senate bills introduced yesterday would authorize more than $94 billion to bring high-speed Internet service to unserved and underserved areas of the country. The lead sponsors are House Rural Broadband Task Force Chair Jim Clyburn, a South, uh, South Carolina Democrat, and Senate Broadband Caucus Co-Chair Amy Klobuchar, a Minnesota Democrat. In 2021, we should be able to bring high-speed Internet to every family in America, regardless of their zip code, Klobuchar said. But noted, Republican Senator Josh Hawley, a Republican of Missouri, told reporters it will be a big mistake if Democrats use the budget reconciliation process to pass an infrastructure bill. The Democrats would have a hard time getting GOP support for tax increases that could pay for the bill. Now, here's a correction. Yesterday, we said an increase in the mill assessment would pay for the new pesticide work group. The Department of Pesticide Regulations budget will actually cover the group, and the mill fees will cover the other aspects of the administration's pesticide reduction plan. Here's today's She Said It. Like other commodities, we need to really be careful about the share of that value that goes to the farmer. That Stephanie Smallhouse, president of the Arizona Farm Bureau Federation, telling Senate Ag Committee members that policymakers need to ensure that farmers get a fair share of the value of carbon credits. And she continued, what ends up happening when you commoditize things is the share that goes to the actual farmer who's doing the bulk of the work gets smaller and smaller. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, March 12th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nelly.